1: Can you hear me? <laughs> Guess what? You can hear me. I can hear the shit out of you. Well, <laughs> I'm so glad. Welcome to Crime Shots. I'm Bree and I'm Nikki, and this is our mini sewed the unidentified episode. You want to know? You want to know what that is?
0: <laughs> uh, absolutely. What is the miniisode going to be about?
1: <laughs> Aw, that's so sweet of you to ask. So, um. so basically, um, we're gonna cover unidentified persons cases from the namus system. Namus. Mm-hmm. National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. Okay. It's all everything that we're gonna talk about is all on this website you can go to namus.gov and get all of the descriptions that we're talking about. They also have a section where you can like provide tips if you know anything. There's actually three categories on the website. So they have missing, which are people that have gone missing, unidentified, which are uh, deceased but have no identity. They don't know who they are, and then unclaimed. sad. So I feel like maybe it helps to like Talk about it for people to like, because I had never heard of this website. Until I've, heard, just I've heard of
0: it, but I've, I, I mean, I've never used it.
1: Well, there's a Facebook page called the Unidentified Project that mom showed me. It's basically the same thing. They get their same information from the NamUs website. Um, oh, okay. They go into a little bit more detail about different things, but there's the comments are just ridiculous of people saying this could be this person or this could be this person it's actually helping a lot to just kind of talk about it. Right. So there are approximately 13,477 unidentified persons cases in the of system in the U.S. right now. Mm. And so I'm, I'm going to narrow the search to just Texas. And when I narrow the search to just Texas, there's 1,654. And these cases, like, they range from 2020 all the way back to 1957.
0: 1957.
1: There's not going to be, like, any method for how I'm going to choose the case that we're going to talk about. It's just, I'm just going to pick one. Okay. Or two. So, this is case number ML20-3041. It is, the location was Houston, Texas the date the body was found is july 21st of 2020 pretty recent Mm -hmm. so um it's a female white um, she's an adult the estimated age range is 45 to 70
0: that is a big date range
1: so her the estimated height is 55 to 56 and they cannot estimate the weight Mm. was found in a grassy area behind some businesses and warehouses the details of the recovery, not recognizable. It says decomposing and putrefication. <clears throat> so, hair color gray or partially gray, long, partially white, or brown and black is the hair description and then um left eye color unknown right eye color unknown but does wear glasses and there is a colorful butterfly tattoo on outer left calf and this is a super cute butterfly it's got like it's like starts in the center with like a reddish color and then goes out to like blue Mm -hmm. so clothing dark blue t-shirt with the words stronger than cancer and the pink breast cancer awareness ribbon, uh, stretchy black pants, size large, yellow hospital-style non-slip socks, underwear, and a bra. That was found on the body. Um, footwear, white and pink sneakers, but those were found near the body. They weren't on her.
0: So do they know, uh, does this website tell you anything about how they were found, or how they think that, she died or anything?
1: Um, This particular case doesn't have that. Some of them do have more information, but this one doesn't. But the NamUs website does have a phone number Mm -hmm. to contact the Houston Police Department if they, if you have any, any leads or any information at all.
0: So on that, the one that you just talked about, does it, I mean, she was just decomposing for too long Mm. and that's why... Mm.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, they don't have it because some of them will have an estimated date of death and that one doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. So there's no telling how long she had been there. Okay. Okay, so the next case is um, a female that was found in Missouri City, Texas, January 29th, 2020. So uh, the race and ethnicity, Hispanic, Latino, American Indian, possibly Alaska Native. The estimated age group is adult pre-20. So the estimated age range is 12 to 18. Mm. The estimated year of death is 2019. So and they believe that she had been dead approximately three months when they found her. So circumstances of recovery. Partial remains of a young female possibly Hispanic or Native American with long dark hair believed to be between 12 and 18 years old found near a jogging trail in Missouri City, Texas. If anyone has information, please contact the Missouri City Police Department or Fort Bend County Crime Stoppers. So it says details of recovery: uh, torso not recovered, one or more limbs not recovered, one or both Ooh. hands not recovered, <gasps> not recognizable, partial skeletal parts only. Wow. There is also, which is strange to me, they did a a composite sketch by Houston PD forensic artist uh, Lois Gibson did the sketch it's she's got long dark hair and she's got a super super like oval face which is kind of strange to me that they could come up with the sketch based off of like with so little but Mm -hmm. so the sketch is on namus you can find it on there so namus number up71935 shall we do one more
0: Yeah, we can do one more. And for the record, so I was um, looking up some information, I guess, yesterday. And I thought, how can somebody go unidentified for a period of time? Mm -hmm. I thought, I I just don't understand that. Somebody's got to be looking for them. Right. This particular one, which I'm not going to go into detail because we may do an episode about it. But basically, their father was in jail for many years. Their mother had passed away. And... They, did, they had siblings that they didn't talk to. So, when this particular person went missing, there was no one that would report them missing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're found, but nobody's looking for them because they don't know to look for them. Right. So, it's amazing to me how many... Times that happens because it, it does it happens
1: yeah i mean uh one of the things that i was reading on the namus website is a lot of it happens because they'll they'll do fingerprint analysis and take dna and stuff like that but if they're not in any type of system then they're not gonna register with anything
0: you know what we need to look up what i'm curious with the way what are those websites ancestry.com oh yeah 23 B if i mean So, if you and I wanted to find our long-lost relatives, right, we could do Ancestry.com or whatever. They send, you know, you do your DNA kit, you send it in, and then they tell you who your long-lost relatives are and where they're at. You know, or, you know, as much information as they can tell you. And I just wonder if it's that easy for Joe Blow, how do they not find distant relatives and things with the DNA of these bodies they find?
1: I don't know. And I mean, it could be like they'll find them like several months later mm-hmm. or sometimes even years later, and it'll just be like skeletal remains. So it's very difficult yeah, to get DNA. Get DNA. It. Yeah, but it's difficult. Yeah, but is it? Yeah. Hey, you think need to look so. that up before we state that. Huh. <laughs> Um, I mean, we can, I can definitely look it up. Okay, let me see. There is considerable anthropological and forensic interest in the possibility of DNA typing skeletal remains. Trace amounts of DNA can be recovered even from 5,500 year old bones. DNA sequences can frequently be amplified from such DNA using the PCR reaction.
0: So, you can get DNA. So, basically, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long... If you find a femur in the middle of a field and all it is is a femur... But they would have to have
1: something to match it against.
0: But but that's what I'm saying. If we do a DNA test for ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? We do a DNA... You know, we spit in a tube and we send it to 23andMe or Ancestry.com and they tell us who our, you know, second cousin once removed is. I don't understand how you can find a body or any piece of a human and not be able to tell who they're related to.
1: So, yeah, I get, I totally agree with you. A spokesman for 23andMe said in an email, we never share customer data with law enforcement unless we receive a legally valid request, such as a search warrant or written court order. So
0: they have to, but that's gonna make me mad if, so what? I mean, are these police departments or detectives just finding bodies and they're like, eh, we don't want to get a court order to get the DNA to send it off, so we're just going to sit on
1: it. To get a court order, they would have to have reasonable belief that 23andMe holds the DNA. I guess it would just depend on the judge and where where they're located. Because
0: in my mind, I'm thinking every single person that's found should be, I mean, they don't know who they are, they should be you know entered into a database like 23 Me or ancestry.com that's just my opinion mm-hmm. i would think that it, it's it would be crazy not to do that but okay. well and
1: it may it may be something that will evolve as time goes on because 23andme is fairly new i mean it ancestry.com's
0: not new i mean, right, I mean 23andme is necessarily submit new, dna new. to
1: ancestry.com
0: i don't know these are just my thoughts
1: Yeah, no, I fully agree with you. I just think it's not as easy as, okay, well, let's run it through all of the DNA systems and also 23andMe and also Mm -hmm, mm Ancestry.com. Okay, so this last one, uh, case number 10877JP3652-86 was found in Rockdale, Texas. The body was found November 4th, 1986.
0: In Rockdale
1: hmm um the estimated age range is 12 to 16 female white caucasian or hispanic and latino the estimated year of death is 1986 height is 5 2 weight is approximately 95 pounds it's so small mm-hmm. uh, circumstances of recovery found in bar ditch along us 77 seven miles south of rockdale texas non-expensive yellow metal ring on left ring finger suffered from spina bifida may have walked with a limp or had abnormal posture Uh, teeth misaligned and had severe tooth decay double piercings in both ears hair appears to be reddish blonde may have been dyed so uh, inventory of remains all parts recovered not recognizable partial skeletal parts only. Mm. And so it says piercing, ears pierced, jewelry, ring, non-expensive yellow metal ring on left finger. Um, and then they have a picture of the ring and it just looks like a band. It's just a, a solid band. There's nothing on it. So it says to contact the UNT Center for Human Identification. And they they're, the number's listed on the NamUs website for that. Hmm. Very interesting cases. So... We'll go through more. I'll mark these down, but we can do these mini with with these unidentified just to get it out there a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Somebody's got to talk about it, right?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, like, I just feel like the Facebook page is has been super helpful. They've actually been able to, like, get somewhere with a lot of the cases just from the Facebook mm-hmm. page. Because people will get on there I and mean, they'll be like, oh, I know this guy who used to run a store and that's who he looks like. And so on and so forth. So they kind of they get somewhere with with things. Right. So it helps. Somebody's got to talk about it. Mm,
0: mm, mm.
1: All right, mini sewed out. Mini sewed.
0: <laughs> we have a we have at least one episode, maybe two episodes that are going to come out. Uh, when are we going to release those on Sunday?
1: Yeah, they'll be out Sunday. New episodes every Sunday.
0: Sunday. New episodes every Sunday. We should have one or two. Um, that come out at midnight Sunday Saturday into Sunday Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah so look out for those
1: awesome on to the next here we go